Black African Power. What's good? What's happening? A well-organized lie. Defeats a disorganized truth every time. Woohoo we man, y'all already know what it is, man. It's God killer in the house. And I'm coming to do what I got to do. And I'm gonna do what I got to do because I'm standing tall, standing strong, man. Real black atheism is on the rise. What's up, family? Hey, man, y'all already know. I'm black at your ass again. You know what I'm saying? Doing it right, and I'm standing tall on it, man. Hey, look, check this out, family. Back, glad to be back, and glad to get you with that real scholarship. Yeah, family. Yeah, I'm here, right? Starting it off right. So we going into... 2018 man we're gonna be rocking the real black atheism real strong y'all know i got the black dot cultural center man and y'all already know man i got the shoe company and we all blacked out yeah that's right family so look man i'm gonna build this one listener at a time that's how we're gonna do this we're gonna build this one listener at a time i'm gonna be real serious with it you know what i'm saying and watch how I build this audience up, man. So let everybody know, man, Brother Unk, the real black atheist, is back on top doing what it is I like to do. Man, y'all can't keep a strong man down for too long, man. So, you know, this show going to be real short and sweet, probably do a half an hour. Um, I basically want to talk about um, why the need for real black atheism. So let's do it like this. What's the strength? Of real, I want to talk about the strengths and the weaknesses of real black atheism. Okay, so let me give you a running definition of what real black atheism is. Real black atheism consists of those who refuse to believe in the religions of those who have oppressed us. Those who refuse to believe in the religions that was used against us as a tool for social destruction, spiritual destruction, mental destruction, you know what I'm saying, and physical destruction. We refuse to use those tools, all right? And so real black atheism uh, has a cultural perspectives, perspective that looks this way at the world, okay? We see the world through the eyes of black people. And I'm saying this is very, very important to do this. And so this is exactly what real black atheism does. It looks at our cultural container, okay? It looks at it, all right? Uh, 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 it checks it out. It looks at the good parts and the bad parts. And it comes to conclusions on how we're supposed to fight certain fights. And so for instance, right, we look at African spirituality. We pick out the good parts, right, and leave out the bad parts, and we bring them forward. That's what we do with Real Black Atheism. We use the things that make sense. Like, for instance, uh, in a lot of African spiritual systems, they talk about character, okay? And so Real Black Atheism will take that part, right, and integrate it into the day and modern times. We will integrate good character, meaning we got to be upfront uh, uh, and, and truthful when it comes to this particular information. And so we recognize when we wrong, we'll say we wrong. And when we write, you know we're gonna stand up and beat our damn chest like we're supposed to do that, all right? 
and so and so the function of real black atheism is get to the root of all things right and, and we do this by studying nature okay so let me give you let me find something real fast all right let me go to my online joint real quick right mm-hmm the etymology at the mind etymology let's see all right and so real black atheism point blank is straight up the foundation of real black atheism is nature so i want to get that straight so we all understand and know what i mean when i'm saying what i'm saying right straight straight like that so the foundation of real black atheism is nature okay so we can get that real straight hold on let me let me show you what i mean yeah i see i got the full guy in there full Fool guy on Facebook, you're a fool. I can't even pronounce your name. You changed it so much. You're a fool. All right. Let me see. The screen share. Let me see if I can do the screen share joint real quick. And remember the tool of screen share. Let me see if I can get that. Share. All right. Here we go. So. Let's go to the etymology dictionary, online dictionary, right? Okay. And we're going to deal with nature. All right. So it say nature. And watch this. It start off with restorative powers. Restorative powers of the body, bodily processes, powers of growth from old French nature. Okay. Nature. Being principle of life character the essence from latin natura course of things natural character why well, says constant constitution quality the universe so when we speak of nature we're also speaking of the universe literally birth from nate from nature's born past participle all right of nasical to be born, power root, all right, gene, give birth to, okay, from the late 14th century, creation, the universe, heredity, birth, hereditary, circumstance, essential qualities, okay, imminent disposition, as in human nature, nature personified, okay, mother nature, all right uh specifically specifically as material world beyond human civilization or society nature nature contrasted since 1871 okay now so we basically talking about restorative restorative powers okay are we talking about mother nature we talking about things that are natural to the human being things that are natural to your body Talking about the natural world. Now I want to go supernatural. All right. This is one thing, real black atheism definitely is in opposition of. All 
Um, probably do it like this. We can definitely opposition to that. Let me see. All right. Uh, all right, here we go. Okay. Supernatural. Deal with the noun. All right. Online etymology dictionary. Supernatural. Now, early 15th century. Of or given by God. So things that God give you is supernatural. Okay. From medieval Latin. Supernatural. Okay. It says above or beyond nature. So when we talk about supernatural, we talking about things that are above or beyond nature. Let me stop right here. In the African cultural context, right? The foundation of what is African spirituality, okay, was natural. Remember, they had natural gods, all right? Natural gods or nature gods. The point I want to make here is that when you look at God from an African perspective, right? They never separated themselves from God. You remember John Henry Clark said everything is everything, right? Facts. So he was basically showing you in the African and now Valley Spirituality Ifa, right? They don't separate God from everything else. They just don't do it. Okay? Um, they keep everything, everything. This is essential and understand what I'm wanting to say right here. So when you come to above or beyond nature, you're outside of nature, you're now dealing with supernature. So in the three monolithic religions, right, you have God and God made everything. Watch this. From the African perspective, right, you have God is everything. You get that? And so when we deal with the Nile Valley, right, they'll call them pantheists. But they existed in an environment before pantheists. Right. So what are pantheists? They say pantheists have many gods. So basically what the pantheists is saying, right, they're saying that everything is God. So watch this. So when you deal with real black atheism, right, we're saying that everything is everything and everything is interconnected. But this is the same thing that science proves and verifies. So science proves and verified that everything is interconnected, whether you're talking about the natural elements. Okay, uh, everything has natural elements and everything has protons and neutrons, right? Showing that everything is connected. All right, let me stop right there. So above and beyond, it's a divine. So things become divine. Remember, human beings make things divine from super, above, super, natural, neutra, natural. It's say originally, it's say with more of a religious sense. So when we talk about supernatural, we talk about a religious sense. Watch this, of, given by God, divine, or heavenly, associated, watch this, associated with ghosts, you know, like the Holy Ghost, okay, has predominant since 19th century related supernaturalism, okay, and it says that is supernatural, whatever it be, that is either not in the chain of natural cause and effect, watch again, not that is supernatural, whatever it be, 
that is either not in the chain of natural cause and effect or which acts on the chain of cause and effect in nature. So something that acts on nature, but how can something act on nature and be nature at the same time? It, it, it either is all nature, right? And nature acts on itself, by itself, for itself, meaning nothing predates nature and nothing comes after nature, right? Nature permeates in everything or, or energy, 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 nature, all right? And so when you sit when you sit right here and talk about uh, things that is supernatural, whatever it be, that is either not in the chain of natural cause and effect. Because see, there's a natural cause and effect in nature. You know what I'm saying? So like, for instance, the, the human body, right? Athletes, like when an athlete, like say he sprained a toe and he's playing on it, right? That kind of causes a chain of effect on his leg. So now you go from having a toe injury because you start to compensate, right? So you got that outside small little toe injured. So you're compensating and you put more weight on your big toe, right? That causes you to give certain angles to your to your ankle. And now, you know, you mess around spraying your ankle. You know what I'm saying? Natural cause and effect. So now you start to go from having a toe injury, you know what I'm saying, to an ankle injury. Now you start to get knee injuries because the body is trying, the body is trying to compensate. These are natural chain of events, okay? So read this whole thing one more time. That is supernatural, whatever it be, that is either not in the chain of natural cause and effect. We want to stay away from that, y'all. We want to deal with things that are in the natural cause and effect or which acts on the chain of cause, cause and effect in nature for without the chain, okay? Nature and the supernatural. So there we have it, okay? Things that are beyond, watch this. Supernatural beings, <laughs> that which is above or beyond the established course of nature. Yeah, we got to stay away from that. So there you go. So real back atheism, all right, is based on and predicated off of things that are natural. See, that's easy. And so I talked about the pantheists, right? The pantheists have many gods and everything is a god to the pantheists. But this is nothing but soft atheism. Because the atheist says there is no God, right? But everything is everything, okay? Because they're looking at it from a scientific standpoint of view. And scientists talk about the universal ancestor on all life on Earth. And scientists talks about everything is interconnected. You know what I'm saying? So everything has atoms, protons, and neutrons. And everything has natural elements. So on Earth, right, we're all connected biolog bi biologically. You know what I'm saying? We're connected, right? And the cosmos, you know what I'm saying, we're all connected with all the elements. You know what I'm saying? So, like, let me give you, a, a, like, there's no way you can go in the cosmos and don't find elements. So, so like, um, elements give off a certain light signature, certain colors. All right? And those who are scientifically literate will know exactly what I'm talking about. So let me kind of explain it to you. And so each element has its own color signature. Right? It's a fact. And so when they take these powerful microscopes or like the Hubble and they look into other galaxies, right? And um, those who deal with astronomy, not astrology, but astronomy, right? 
they can actually look at these different colors that they're looking at and tell what elements are in that particular galaxy. Simple, right? So that's how they know there are other elements, you know what I'm saying? All over the universe, that's how they know that. Hold on, let me find something for you. Wait one second. Hold on. One second. One second. So, you know, those who deal with astronomy, man, um, they look at these color signatures. Okay, they study these, and they can actually tell what elements are in a whole nother galaxy. So I talked about astronomy or, or, or those who practice astronomy, right? That is different from astrology, okay? So do not confuse astronomy, okay, with astrology, okay? Astrology is pseudoscience. Let me give you a working definition for astronomy and astronomers. Watch this. Astronomy, okay, is a natural science that studies celestial objects and phenomena. I'm going to say this again. Astronomy. Okay, first of all, it's a Greek word, right? Is a natural science that studies celestial objects and phenomena. It, it applies mathematics, watch this, physics and chemistry in an effect to explain the origins of those objects and phenomena and their evolution. Okay, objects of interest include planets, moons, stars, galaxies, comets. The phenomenon includes supernova, supernova explosions, gamma ray bursts, and cosmic microwave background radiation. Okay, more generally, all phenomena that originate outside of Earth's atmosphere are within the purview of astronomy. A related but di but distinct subject, uh, physics, physical cosmology is concerned with the study of the universe as a whole. So, astro astronomy, all right? And I just want to kind of link that up, okay? Because Astronomy is also the study of natural phenomena. So remember, everything has to be dealt with nature. Why am I saying this? Nature is so important, right? And we talked about science, right? We talk about science, right? All right, boy, be quiet. Come on, Black African power, man. Black African power. All right. So we, all right, and so we were talking about things being interconnected, okay? And how do we know things are interconnected? Well, <laughs> astronomy. And I talked about the elements with the light, light signatures and how they know there are other elements in other galaxies. Yeah, that ain't too hard, is it, y'all? I'm going to jump real quick, all right, to what astrology is. All right, before I get to astrology. Um... Anyway, I'm going to show you something. Show you real quick. All right, I got that. Bam. Now, astrology, look it up. 
Astrology is the study of the movements and relative positions of celestial objects as a means for divining information about human affairs and terrestrial events. Astrology has been dated to at least the second millennium BCE and has its roots in calendrical systems used to predict seasonal shifts and to interpret celestial cycles as signs of divine communication. See, it's getting a little spooky there. Watch this. Many cultures have attracted important importance to astronomical events, right? You know what I'm saying? Like when 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 in ancient times they would see a shooting star, right? They didn't even know what a shooting star was. But they applied something, or oh, that's the birth of Christ, or oh, that's a special thing happening. No, they only said that based off their ignorance of a star and what a supernova is and what a white dwarf is. You know what I'm saying? So if you don't know what a white dwarf is, right? What's a white dwarf? A white dwarf is when a, it, it occurs when a sun is in its uh, uh, ending stages, meaning a core can no longer uh, 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 hold off gravity any longer cannot produce enough fuel to hold off gravity and so the core starts to harden up and once that core hardens all the way up right the star right goes white dwarf okay and expands in size white dwarf and then when it explodes right they call it a supernova that's like one of the most uh uh powerful explosions in the universe is those supernovas. So when this happens and it shoots off, right, on Earth, it looks like a shooting star, but there really any shooting stars. You know what I'm saying? Really? Okay? It's not that. All right? It's a supernova. So if you don't know that and understand that, you'll place a lot of importance. Well, well something happened during this time. This is what it is. Let me finish reading this. Many coaches have attracted importance to like your events, such as the Indians. I don't know how the Indians is. Chinese and Mayans develop elaborate systems for predicting terrestrial events from celestial observation. Western astrology, one of the oldest astrological systems still in use, can trace its roots to 19th, 17th century BCE Mesopotamia, okay, from which it spread to ancient Greece and Rome the Arab world, and eventually Central and Western Europe. Um, contemporary Western astrology is often associated with the system of horoscopes, right, that purport to explain aspects of a person's personality and predict significant events in their lives based on the position of celestial objects. You know what I'm saying like, oh, I'm a Pisces. Hey, I'm a Sagittarius. Y'all know what it is. The majority of professional astro mm, astrologers rely on such systems. Hmm. Let me get down to here, my favorite part. Mm -mm -mm. 
during the 20th century, the following and the following the, the wide scale adoption of scientific method. When they adopted the scientific method, we talk about where the scientific method absolutely positively has its roots, okay, in the Ryan mathematical papyrus. And maybe I'll pull that up and show y'all later on, okay? Okay, during the 20th century. And following the wild scale adoption of the scientific method, astrology has been challenged successfully on both theoretical and experimental grounds. Okay? On both theoretical and experimental grounds. Theoretical. A scientific theory is an explanation, okay, of an aspect of the natural world that can be repeatedly tested in accordance with the scientific method using an predefined protocol of observations and experiments, right? So what they did was they put the scientific method on astrology, okay? And they used experiments to test it. Let me finish reading. And has been shown to have no scientific validity. Let me read it again. During the 20th century, and the following, the wild scale, the wide, the wide, mm, the wide scale adaption of the scientific method, astrology has been um, challenged successfully on both theoretical and experimental, okay, grounds, and has been shown to have no scientific validity or extraordinary powers. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> astrology thus lost its academic and theoretical standings and common belief in it has largely declined <laughs> not in the conscious community y'all bringing that shit back while polling studies have demonstrated that approximately 25 percent of americans canadians uh britons say they continue to believe that star and planet positions affect their lives astrology is now recognized as pseudoscience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It sure is. But let me come to this real quick. Let me come to one of the oldest, one of the oldest things, astronomy. So we know they had astronomy in ancient Africa, right? And we can go specifically to Egypt. But if we're going to talk about Egypt and astronomy, right, we know that they built the pyramids and certain temples were aligned to, to celestial bodies. And they actually, you know what I mean, had observatories to study these celestial bodies. Okay? All important. But we got to go to a place called Napata Playa. That's N-A-B-T-A. Playa. P-L-A-Y-A. We got to go there for a minute. All right, go to the Potter Player. So, how old is the Potter Player? First of all, <laughs> it predates Egypt. Okay, man. let me see here. Although today the Western Egyptian desert is totally dry, it was not always the case. There is good evidence that there were several humid periods in the past, when up to five millimeters of rain will fall per year. The most recent during the last interglacial and early last glacial periods 
which stretched between 130,000 and 70,000 years ago. During this, during that time, the area was savanna and supported numerous animals such as extinct buffalo and large giraffes and variety of uh, antelope and gazelles. Uh, beginning around the 10th century, millennium BCE, this region of Nubian desert began to receive more rainfall, okay, filling the lake, doing, doing mm, rainfall, filling the lake. It's a early people may have been attracted to this region due to the source of the water. All right, hold on. Wait one second. One second, one second, one second, one second. One second. Wait a minute, hold up. It says, archeological discoveries reveal that these prehistoric people led, led, led livelihoods seemingly at a higher level of organization than their contemporaries who lived closer to the Nile Valley. The people of Nepala Player had above ground and below ground stone construction villages and designed a pre-planned arrangements and deep wells that held water throughout the years. See, these, these brothers and sisters was building, okay, building projects, the whole water. You know, they do that now. Findings also indicate that the region was occupied only seasonally, most likely only in the summer period when a local lake filled with water for grazing cattle. Contemporary research indicate that the indigenous inhabitants May has may have a significantly significantly more advanced knowledge of astronomy and mathematics than previously than previously thought possible. Okay, so it says by the sixth century millennium BCD, evidence of prehistoric religion and cult appears with a number of sacrificed cows buried in stone stone roofed chambers lined with clay. It has been suggested. That the associated cattle cult indi indicate indicated in the powder player makes an early evolution of ancient Egyptian Hathor cult. So we're starting to see the origin of the Egyptian religion is amongst the Nubians. Let me give you the source in that real fast. Uh, Fred Windwolf. Okay, late Neolithic Mesolithic structures and Napata player. Southwest Egypt. All right, there you go. Archaeological web. There you have it. There you go. Look that up. Fred Windwolf. Okay, November 26, 2000. Uh, late Neolithic, Megalithic stones at Napata Player. All right, I think I showed y'all a picture of that before, right? Let me show y'all a quick picture of this. Screen shares real fast. Yeah, I'll see what that is. There you go. The pilot player calendar cycle reconstruction at Aswan Nubian Museum. So you can actually go to the Aswan Nubian Museum, okay, and actually see this right here. All right. This is astronomy, studying celestial bodies. This is in Nubia. This predates Egypt. This proves that they was more sophisticated, right, than other people living closer to the Nile. In the seventh millennium BCE, 6,000 years ago. Well, I say seven millennium, I'm talking about 6,000 BCE. 
predates anything Egyptian. Let's get that straight. And so they didn't practice astrology. They practiced astronomy. So this is where we get this from. All right? We get this from these people, right, in Nubia. They was using math. They was using science. This is in 6,000 BCE. Just want to make that point, get that straight. So they wasn't using astrology because that's pseudoscience. They was dealing with astronomy. The same things they do right now, studying the heavenly bodies to understand their world around them. Why did I say all this? I was making the point that everything was everything. And I give it to you like this. As above, so below. Same inner, same outer. Yeah, that's how we do that. Let me get out the screen, Sharon. I just wanted to give it to you like that, man. That's how I give it to y'all, man. All right, so I was saying all that to say, based off of this document, talking about supernatural. <laughs> supernatural, that which is above or beyond the established course of nature. That ain't what y'all want to be. You never want to be, you never want to be above or beyond the established course of nature because that'll make you crazy and that'll make you pseudo that'll make you out of your mind that'll keep you disconnected from what's really going on around you in your natural world you never want to be disconnected from your natural world you never want to be I'm gonna write this you never want to be disconnected from your natural world now never never want to be disconnected from your natural world i'm gonna put that in there uh, i'm gonna say this again real slow you never want to be disconnected from the natural world why am i saying that well this again gives you why real black atheism is important Right? Because it keeps you connected to the natural world. Why is this important? Because everything that has happened in your life before you and after you was absolutely natural. Now, if you didn't understand these events, you might have placed supernatural things on it. That's okay. That's what human beings do. They have done this from, from eons ago. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with believing and all that. Right? Ain't nothing wrong with that. But the problem is things are essential for survivability and things are essential for moving forward. Things that are essential for food, clothing and shelter and protection. Man, you can't apply the supernatural to it. If you're not natural and all that, yo, you're going to get got. You're going you, you're gonna boomerang dagger yourself. <laughs> we like to say that. It boomerang dagger. I mean, you're going to throw it out there and come back and get you. So this is essentially what the transcontinental kidnapping trade did. It took you out to your natural environment. One, it placed you in an artificial environment. Two, something that was artificial to you, something that was unnatural to you. So European culture was clearly unnatural, right, to these early Africans. The way they thought, the way of thinking, you know what I'm saying, things they did, the manner of speaking, you know what I'm saying, uh, uh, the way they did business, all these things was foreign to us, very, very unnatural to us. Okay, it took you out your natural environment and placed you in an environment that was controlled by them. They, they placed you in an environment of trade and commerce, meaning you became the trade and commerce. 
You wasn't used to that part like that, being the actual trade in commerce. All right. Now, a brother smashed Rockwells. He actually did uh, go to his blog, Rap God, right? And he did a blog on uh, slavery in Egypt. Excellent blog. Okay. Excellent blog. But the point I want to make here is that um, the transcontinental ki kidnapping trade took you away from your culture, most importantly. So people say, well, it took you away from your God and all that. That wasn't even the point, right? God's religions are cultural containers for people's politics, okay? Politics are very important to a people. Politics tell you what to do with your money, where to put your resources, who to trust with your money, and who to trust with your resources. See, politics, how you govern what you got. That's why we call it a pile of tricks when you come to the European culture, because they're always tricking you. They're not, they're not, it's not a trick to them. They're tricking you because they always want to shift things and put things, they want to put themselves in position so that their next generations, you know what I'm saying, will have the litter or the pick of the food, the clothing, and the resources and the control of that. That's important for human beings to be in control of their resources. And basically, this is exactly what European religion does. It puts those in charge of resources. Simple. Same way with the earth religion. That's why we don't deal with the earth religion, because their religion puts them in control of survivability. Things that help you survive on planet Earth. That's exactly what the earth religion does. And that's exactly what the Jewish religion does. That's exactly what the, what the, what, what the Christian religion does, right? You feel me? Y'all didn't know that? Yes. That's all religion is. It's the politics of a people. It expresses the politics. It expresses the culture. It's a cultural container. It embodies the wisdom and language and understanding of a people. That's all religion is, man. And so that's why I'm atheos. I'm anti the state-sponsored religion because the state-sponsored religion puts you in the state of other people controlling you. This is very easy to understand that, man. Very, very easy. Man, I don't know why people don't be catching that, man. They be, you know what? Funny. Funny. Let me see what we got in here. Jado Spirit. Let me see. Let me see. That world be disconnecting yourself from God or God's expression in nature. Well, she's saying right here, bro. Write that again. So I just, I'm saying, I think it's just essential to at least have some people amongst us that have the ability to see that the state sponsored religion ain't really got nothing to do with nothing supernatural and all to do with those who want to control your politics. They've been controlling your politics since they snatched you up. You know what I'm saying? Like, for instance, when you go to South Africa and Mugabe, when he first broke away, man, they was mad. They was mad at him breaking away. They put embargoes on, on him for breaking away. You know what I'm saying? Like, like in Africa, like right now, uh, there's a hell of a, there's a billion dollar industry on selling secondhand clothes. You know what I'm saying? Like the clothes we give away. You know how you go to them uh, bargain stores where the clothes be $2? What, what they call it? I can't even think of it. The, the, I don't know. 
where you, you know, give your clothes away to come and get them and they sell them for two dollars and three dollars. Okay, well, they sell them, they sell them to African nations, man. Millions and millions of dollars in this. And so the African wanted to break away from that. They want because because really it is effectively shutting down your textile industry. So we want to be able to produce our own politically, you know what I'm saying? We want to be able to produce our own clothes. We want to create that business. You know what I'm saying that's why we can't find a company in Africa that'll make our shoes. It's not there. We can't find a company, right, that'll produce pants for us to bring back to the African Americans. It's not there. Because they got a crazy ass the United States and Britain and them is selling them used clothes. Look it up. And then get mad when we want to shut that out. Oh, how dare you try to control your own politics, your own trick. Man, but crazy. Crazy. So they still in the mindset, right, that 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 they supposed to control our politics, man. And so that's why they get mad at me when I say I'm atheos, but not only just an atheos, I'm a real black atheist because I know for real what it is, what they're doing to us when they when they when they usher out. They crazy gods. Man, they God ain't doing nothing but representing the custom and traditions and, and perceptions of those particular people. I give you a good example. God is murdering and killing people. The most murderous person on planet Earth, based off the reading of the Bible, Old Testament, is God. He killed everybody. Everybody but knowing them. Serial kill at the end of the day. <laughs> I can say that. This is real black atheist show, man. If you ain't ready for this, don't even listen. So I'm saying that God, as pronounced in the Old Testament, you know what I'm saying, is a serial killer. You killed everybody because a few people, you know what I'm saying, was, was, was went away. They kill everybody, all the animals, everybody got paid for a couple crazy people that God made. Go figure that. Wouldn't God know before he made that 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 was going to be evil? So he's a serial killer planner. He plans to kill people because he God, right? He know everything. He going to already, already know. I'm going to set this up to kill everybody. Ah, crazy. That's why they say we're all born in the sin. We're only born in the sin because they say so. The Christian God said you're born in the sin. Bananas. Total bananas. Bananas. So let me see, man. All right. See if I can get some people. Anybody want to join the panel, man? Hit one, man. I'm going to give y'all the link, man. Let y'all get on here. We talk a little bit, man. See, I like to have fun on the real Black Ate this show, man. You mean because I'm here? That's right. I'm definitely here to beat up on the monotheistic gods. I'm definitely here to beat up on the gods that have affected and affected African lives. Hmm. So I'm thinking that's a good explanation of what real black atheism is, man. Those who refuse to practice the customs and traditions of those who have murdered and raped their ancestors, man. Come on, man. Like, like we ain't cowards, man. It's time to stop being cowards, man. So if God gonna get me, if he is a God, then God would have enough sense to know what they did to us now, huh? And God would have enough sense to know that they use that as a tool of destruction in the black community. So God wouldn't even be mad at me. God probably be mad at y'all, you know what I'm saying, for believing in that crap. Because like I said before, African people are natural people and every problem that we have is natural. 
That's a fact. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. Now, the problem you got that ain't unnatural. Not one unnatural problem, man. Telling you, not one unnatural problem. All problems that we got are natural. Whether that be economic struggles, natural, can be fixed. Whether it be high crimes in our communities, natural, can be fixed. Whether that be people controlling our neighborhoods through their politics, <clears throat> can be fixed. Uh, whether we didn't, like right now, most people are broke right now. Why? Because of Christmas. Christmas is a holiday that is based off of the custom and tradition to fuel the economy. But it ain't fueling the African, African economy. It's fueling your European economy. So hey, they have they have created a holiday that's not even biblical based. All right? It's funny. Funny how they do what they do. Right? Funny how they control the politics of their religion. Interesting. Like they like ain't no birth date for for their Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Ain't no birthday. As a matter of fact, if you read the text, it clearly shows you that 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 Jesus, or yeah, let me say yeah, sure, because Jesus wouldn't, according to the text, the name wasn't Jesus, right? Although some are argue that that's a transliteration, and I, you know what, I, I guess it is. Anyway, during that time, they would have been calling him Yahshua, because ain't no J's yet. The J's was created, you know what I'm saying, in 1440 with the creation of Gutenberg, okay? And Gutenberg is a very, very important uh, 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 piece in this puzzle of promoting the doctrine of murder to our people. And I'm going to hold that thought for a minute. I'm going to get you far out there. I'm going to get back to what I was trying to say. Right? So the part that, that that's important for them is this religion that just completely controls your politics. Okay? And the creation of their deities, you know what I'm saying? It's the creation of their thought. Because everything they think about the good things, the bad things, all that, they deify that. Okay? They deify that aspect. And so, Jesus, back to the Jesus point or the Yahshua point and the Christmas point, which showing you is not biblical, it's not a biblical point at all, because when you read the text, it says clearly that, that the sheep was in the field. Now, if you know anything about winters in Palestine, right? Yeah, you know I'm saying in those mountain areas, in that period, it gets cold. Ain't no grazing of your sheep. Ain't no baby gonna be in a manger freezing like that. Wouldn't it happen? Wrong time of the year. You don't take the sheep out in the winter time. Plain and simple. Bring the food to them. Just want to throw that out there. So in the Bible. Based off of the text, say he wouldn't have been born in the wintertime. So why are they celebrating his birthday in the wintertime? They don't even have a when he was born. So it's just a commercial holiday. But this commercial holiday has actually enchained African resources. You don't even have money now to spend in Kwanzaa. You ain't got that money. It's gone. You spent it to support racism, white supremacy. Crazy to me, man. So real black, real black atheism recognize these things technically. We're not going to practice a holiday, you know what I'm saying, that actually <laughs> is in competition <laughs> or for our resources. We're not just not going to do that. 
No, we ain't gonna do that. Nope. Nope. Not gonna do it. Not gonna do it. So, okay. So I'm thinking I made that pretty clear. All right. Back to Gutenberg right now. Let me ease it out. I don't wanna go too long. Back to Gutenberg. Why is Gutenberg important? Well, Christians, Jews, they all brag about all oh, the Bible been around the world and the Bible, the word God is traveling. No, the only reason the Bible has been around the world because of this important invention, and it's called the printing press, right? And it's Gutenberg that invented this particular printing press, okay? He used that to print the Gutenberg Bible. Look it up, Gutenberg Bible. Read chronology of the Bible. Talks about the Gutenberg Bible, okay? Uh, printed by the Gutenberg Printing Press. And this printing press is essential for getting their word of God around the world because ships full of African kidnapped victims, they also had babbles on these ships. So as they took their commerce, the African, Okay, goods, products, that's all they looked at you as a shadow, right? As they took you to different places of the world, right? They also took their Bibles. They came to Africa with their Bibles printed up. So if the African stories were printed up, you know what I'm saying? Maybe they would have traveled around the world. You know what I'm saying? So they 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 made it cohesive, right? They 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 made it easy to read in one place. That's why the book, that's why the book traveled around the world, because it's essential invention called the printing press. But check this out, y'all, man. It's late, man. I'm glad y'all came through, man. But I said I was gonna get a link out. Yeah, I'm gonna get a link out and see if somebody wanna join real quick. Let me see. Uh, hold on. Let me get that link real quick. Hold on one second. Uh, yeah, let me see. Hold on. My nigga here. Let me snatch that real quick. <sighs> wait, 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 wait. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Get that link together. See if we can get some people in here. Join the conversation. On this lovely Thursday, ain't Thursday no more, is it? Give everybody a link. Everybody welcome. Everybody welcome to jump in. Everybody welcome to jump in. Real quick. See if y'all want to join this healthy conversation. See, it's healthy for us to, to be able to express our feelings and our understandings. Okay? Very, very important to get it off your chest in an intelligent manner. Because there's a lot of foolery going on around us, man. A lot of foolery. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of time foolery going on, man. I'm trying to tell you. We already know, man. They got people just done. <laughs> done up. Got people done. You know, like Sister and I like to say, she likes to talk about the fractured consciousness. All right, like to talk about that. All right, and so people are taking advantage of our fractured consciousness. What do I mean? Like you really want things to happen. And so when somebody come up with a bright idea or a good idea, man, 
you want to see that going to flourishing. And so you accept things without even having full understanding of things that you're accepting because you just want the shit to work. You know, you apply that supernatural thing they gave. They gave you a supernatural thing. See, it's okay to have supernatural beliefs, right? But you got to pick and you got to know what is good for what is not. It sure as hell like, like you can't go build a church with supernatural ideas and concepts. No, you can't. You can build a flock with that, a flock of people, but you can't build no church, brick and mortar. You need science and math for that. You can't, you can't physically fight off your enemies, you know what I'm saying, with supernatural things. Nope. It's not built for that. It's not. It's definitely not made for um <laughs> paying the rent. <laughs> yeah, boy. Yeah, ain't made for that. That's another fact. Nope, not at all. Let me see if I can get this in there real quick. One second. One second. Oh no. I get somebody else in here. Watch how many people we got. Watch six people. Watch. Start from the bottom, yo. So we're gonna do that. As a matter of fact, we're gonna get a schedule too. We'll make sure we get a schedule. Come on, regular. Watch. Get a schedule. Come on, regular, y'all. We can rock out like we like to. We're giving out the link. I want to join. Yeah, three minutes. Three minutes, Dougie Fresh, we're on. But yeah, man, like I was saying, all right. And so I just, I just, you know, appreciate all the support I done got, man. Y'all got to also go to AbjuWeb. So this show is brought to you by AbjuWeb. All right, changes the community one, you know, one show at a time. Okay. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So we, you know, we're in the community, changing lives. Um. That's important. <laughs> what? Oh, let me talk about. Hold on. One second. What? <laughs> wow. I said anybody want to join? It's all good. It's all good. So we're going to shut it down. All right. Shut this down. But I say Thursday. <laughs> Saturday, ain't it? Time fly when you're chilling, huh? All right, look, check this out, man. We out of here, man. Look, man. I appreciate y'all joining in, man. I'm going to post the schedule, okay, in the groups. All right, so I know we're going to come on here on the regular, get the regular schedule going. Um, you know, appreciate that, man. And let's rock out, man. All right. Uh, Real Black Atheist Scholar, man. Y'all know what it is, man. Real Black Atheism is on the rise. Oh, where you at? Oh, Nahisi popping out of nowhere. What's up, Nahisi? Can't hear you.
I see you. Chilling in his pajamas. I can't, I can't hear you. You're on mute. I hear you now. What's good, yo? What about now? Man, what's good, bro? I'm doing fine. What's up? I'm not on mute? No, nah, you're not on mute now. I can't hear you. Oh, it's showing mute. Nah, you ain't mute. Okay. What's good? What's on your head real quick? You want to add something real quick? Anything. What's on your mind? Burning desire to share something. Do you have a burning yeah. desire? <laughs> no, we're just working hard, man. Trying to work on that book. Trying to get things right. How that's coming along? It's tedious. It's coming. Try to, try to, <laughs> try to tell you, boy. <laughs> You know they're gonna come attack your shit, boy. You already know, yo. You just already just gotta know it, yo. They on, they be on your shit, man. Yeah. We get. Oh yeah, man. We get. We having that. Oh, oh shit. Hell, we having a Kwanzaa event tomorrow at the store, Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore. Give y'all that address. What time? Five o'clock. Okay. Might have made that. Might have made that. Yeah, might can. Give y'all the address. Sixty-nine eighty-four Main Street, Bethonia, Georgia three zero zero five eight. Once again, Black Dot Culture Center Bookstore, sixty-nine eighty-four Main Street, Bethonia, Georgia three zero zero five eight. There you go. Hey, make sure y'all catch our grand opening, okay? And we've been open for business. It was a soft opening. We're in a grand opening January 13th, 12 o'clock. Be there. We'll be square. Right. Mm -hmm. 